Welcome to week one of our summer sessions. Today, I'm delighted to introduce you to our summer sessions guest, Pastor Jess Mutzelberg. Jess and husband Carl give leadership to Catalyst Church in Ipswich, Queensland, a thriving contemporary church that is part of our A to A movement of churches around Australia. In this, the first of our summer series, Jess encourages us to consider the words of Jesus that if anyone thirsts, let them come to me and drink. As we head into 2022, let's all drink more water. Morning, Gateway. It's so good to be able to share with you this morning. Uh, your church has been a constant source of inspiration and creative ideas and um, just wonderful people in my life for the last lots of years. So to be asked to share with you this morning is really very special for me. I love your team, all of them. I've had the chance to meet a whole bunch of your wonderfully talented people down, down there in Melbourne and I have very much have a spot, soft spot for Rick and Marcy. I actually think I'd like to be Marcy when I grow up. I don't think I'm alone there. I think there's a number of people who'd agree with me. I'm not sure how that, that trajectory in my life is going. Um, I can't paint. However, just recently, I've started a paint by numbers deal at home. Um, so I'll let you know how that's going. Might give you a run for your money, Mars, with the whole painting deal, probably not. Uh, anyway, Gateway, I really want you to know, I hope you do know that you have a bunch of amazing leaders who care for you and work ridiculously hard to see you as a church and as individuals flourish. So again, um, really thankful to be with you this morning. So I'm known around here, Catalyst, uh, for a few little catchphrases and idiosyncrasies. I have a few of them. Um, the church here knows that I cannot tolerate KFC. I just don't like it. My husband loves it and I'm sorry if that alienates a bunch of you down there. But the after effects of KFC are not my idea of fun times. Um, I love to dance, but I do it very badly. Um, also, I have a cure. I have a cure that I think cures everyone and everything. In my mind, it's one size fits all. And I want to share that with you this morning. So what if I told you today, are you ready? What if I told you I was going to give you a solution to everything, to low energy, reducing that tired feeling, to weight loss, to clearing up your skin, to maintaining your regularity, because everybody needs that, to boosting your immune system, getting rid of headaches, preventing cramps and sprains, and flushing out your system. No more toxins, thank you very much. Does it sound good? Are you interested? Well, the answer, my answer, or at least the answer, which is generally really simple and often missed, is water. Water, drink more water. Now, I have a background in speech pathology. I've worked in the areas of voice and swallowing for many, many years. And one of the first questions, people come in and they see me, they've got a voice problem. One of the first things I will ask them is, how much water do you drink? Water is essential to hydration and the functioning of tissues everywhere in our body, but definitely in our throat as well. Um, and it's pretty clear that our whole body, I mentioned them before, our whole body benefits from good hydration. It makes everything work better. 
So these clients come in hoping that I'll just give them a magic pill or some super special magic exercises, fix them all up, off they go. And when I say, let's start just by drinking some more water, they look at me like it's completely unachievable. How am I going to fit in water around my eight cups of coffee a day? Or they ask me, is Pepsi Max water? Well, I make my coffee on water, so is that classed as water? Lots of discussions around that. But this one small action, drinking good, clean water, can cause all those good things that I talked about before. Yet for so many of us, it's so difficult to commit to those small good actions, right? But when we don't drink water, not only do we not get the good things that we talked about, but we can actually get physically sick. Things can go wrong. And you know what I've found? It's the same with our Christian walk, with our spiritual lives. Sometimes it's the simple things that we don't do that can have the most detrimental impact to our faith. So I'm a person who likes to keep things pretty simple and I don't think our life with Jesus needs to be overly complicated. So here's what I see. We need to drink more water to remain physically healthy. But we can also become spiritually tired, lethargic, overweight, full of toxins. And so we also need to drink more water to remain spiritually healthy. Not H2O, but the living water that Jesus is consistently offering us. So let's take a look at the Bible and what it means by this living water. So John chapter 4 verse 5 starts the story of Jesus' conversation with the Samaritan woman. Now, if you've been around for a little while, you will know this story. It's preached regularly because it's so good. There are so many good things in this story. So much to love about this passage. Here's a couple. The fact that Jesus elevates the position of women in this story. He destroys the concept that people who've done the wrong thing or have been shamed in some way are not worthy. He blows that out of the water. He deals essentially also with racism and bigotry. But he also gives us real clues and direction about how we can live a transformed life, a life of freedom and peace. So Jesus goes out of his way, essentially, to meet with this lady who is down and out, bottom of the totem pole. She's excluded from community because of her many past indiscretions. She's, set, she's had a number of husbands and boyfriends. And she's at the well, she's drawing water in the middle of the day when no one else is around because she's an outcast. And this man asks her for a drink. And so she's shocked. It is very unusual for a man and, and a Jewish man to talk to her, a woman and a Samaritan woman at that. But he says this to her in verse 10. Jesus answers and says to her, if you knew the gift of God, the gift of God, and who it is who says to you, give me a drink, you would have asked him and he would have given you living water. Why is he talking to this woman? Why is Jesus talking to this woman? Why is he giving her the time of day? Why is he confusing her with this talk of this different water? Because he could see the ache in her heart. He could see the parched places of her soul that she was trying unsuccessfully to quiet. He could see her trying to fill her heart bucket with the well water that the world was offering her. Men, love, approval. Now, in our church, we've recently been in a series about idols. And one of the messages that we had referred to this story, the Samaritan woman, and introduced the concept of the festi pond. Now, this visual really resonated with me. 
This lady, this woman, had been drinking from, drinking from the festy pond and she knew no better. And she'd been told, that's where you have to drink from. Don't you start thinking you're an equal, that you're okay, that you're worthy to drink from the good water. It's festy pond water all the way for you. And we all do that, don't we? We drink the pond water either because we're expected to or it's easier or we think that that's all we deserve. Our festive ponds all look different. different. We have different idols, we have different weaknesses, different experiences in the past, different escapes. But essentially, it's all the same dirty, festy, sickly frog poo water that we're all drinking from. We're choosing to drink from. We've been hurt, embarrassed, ashamed. We've been dealt blow after blow. We're beaten down. We've done wrong stuff. And sometimes it's just easy to accept where life has taken us and drink away. But what do we say about the lack of good drinking water? It can make us sick. We might be drinking it, but it's less than ideal. It's got no quality, no nutrients. There's nothing good in it at all. In fact, it's all bad and it's going to give us a parasite and make us sick. Now, I have had this ex physical experience with a parasite. You might be thinking, where is she going with this? I just want you to roll with me. So we were on holidays at a place called Lennox Head in northern New South Wales. It was a caravan holiday with my sister's family in one caravan. We were in the other, right on a freshwater lake, Tea Tree Lake. Lovely. Surf, surf beach, just 50 metres away. The cousins were playing together. Awesome weather. Great. But the thing about this lovely freshwater lake is that it had no outlet. It looked okay, it smelt okay. It was actually a dark water because of the tea tree, but that's a whole nother analogy. Uh, it smelt okay, but because there was no outlet, it was dead. And parasites love dead things. So lucky me and my kids, we got to share in this parasite experience in a caravan, a long way from the amenities block on holidays. I don't wish that on anyone and I will never swim in that festy lake again. It was festy and it was awful and do not <laughs> swim in that lake ever again. Side tip, water needs an inlet and an outlet to stay healthy. So do we. We get filled up, we pour it out. Don't be tempted to guzzle water and not pour it out for others. That's not good for you either. So there are many, many analogies that we can get from this, this water. But don't drink from the festy pond water is the main one. Now, spiritually, I've also had this experience. I have chosen to drink at the festy pond water of physical health and well-being. Now, that doesn't sound bad. It's, it sounds like fine, like it's good for you, right? But when it becomes an idol, it is a bad thing. And I've had seasons where my focus goes to exercise and diet and health in a capacity that is over and above what's normal and healthy. I'd become stressed and anxious if I didn't work out, if I didn't eat right, and it was unhealthy. I was drinking from a pond that looked okay from the outside, but was actually dirty water. And I needed to realign my priorities and where my source of hydration was coming from. Exercise couldn't save me. Only Jesus could. I've seen others look good on the outside too. They're coming to church, they're saying spiritual things, they're praying prayers out loud. But on the inside, I know that they're consumed with insecurities, worries, their marriage is dying, their relationships are broken, their anxiety levels are through the roof. They've stopped drinking 
from the living water that Jesus brings. And they're choosing or accepting water that is inferior or sickly. And I'm not condemning them. They've got things going on in their life. That's for a number of different reasons. But I just do know that there's a better way. So the woman hears about this living water. She, of course, has questions. Verse 11, she said to him, Sir, you have nothing to draw with and the well is deep. Where then do you get that living water? You are not greater than our father Jacob, are you, who gave us this well and drank of it himself and his sons and his cattle? Jesus answered and said to her, Everyone who drinks of this water will thirst again, but whoever drinks of the water that I give him shall never thirst. But the water that I will give him will become in him a well of water springing up to eternal life and again springing up and out to eternal life. Well, the woman doesn't quite believe it. She argues a bit back and forth, but then realises that this man is actually something quite special. It starts to dawn on her the possibility of who she's talking to and what that actually might mean for her life. I am pretty much a visual learner, so I want to play for you now a clip from The Chosen, the last part of this story, because uh, I think it's, it so portrays the transformational impact of an encounter with the living water, with Jesus. You might very well have seen this clip, but I've seen it numerous times, but I never get sick of it. I can watch it over and over. The joy that enters her face, her, her body, as she realises who she's talking to, it's beautiful. And when we encounter Jesus and start to get to know him and realise that he is so for us, the love that he has for us, we cannot help but be moved. So let's take a look at this clip. Do you believe what I'm telling you? <laughs> Until the Messiah comes and explains everything and sorts this mess out, including me. I don't trust in anyone. You're wrong when you say that you've never received anything from God. This Messiah you speak of, I am he. The first one was named Ramin. You were a woman of purity who was excited to be married, but he wasn't a good man. He hurt you, and it made you question marriage and even the practice of your faith. Stop it. The second was Farzad. On your wedding night, his skin smelled like oranges. And to this day, every time you pass by the oranges in the market, you feel guilty for leaving him because he was the only truly godly man you've been with. But you felt unworthy. Why are you doing this? I have not revealed myself to the public as the Messiah. You are the first. It would be good if you believed me. You picked the wrong person. I came to Samaria just to meet you. <laughs> Do you think it's an accident that I'm, I'm here in the middle of the day? I am rejected by others. I know, but not by the Messiah. <sighs> and you know these things, 
because you are the Christ. I'm going to tell everyone. I was counting on it. <laughs> Spirit and truth. Spirit and truth. It won't be all about mountains or temples. Soon, just the heart. <laughs> you promise? I promise. This man told me everything I've done. Oh, he must be the Christ! <laughs> What is? You forgot your um. Foxy, a man, you told me everything I ever did. <laughs> so to see this woman transformed from unworthiness, you can see it in her face—the weariness, being an outcast, unloved—to someone full of hope and joy and excitement is just so beautiful. And that's what an encounter with Jesus, the Living Water, can do. It's not just a story. It's not just for back then. This is for now. Jesus desires to meet with us now, to transform us now, to fulfill promises now, restore broken dreams, restore relationships now. It's a message for today. It's a meeting and an encounter for today. He wants us to flourish today. 2 Timothy 1 verse 9 says, He has saved us and called us to a holy life, not because of anything we have done, but because of his own purpose and grace. This was a plan that God put in place before time began. And it's just as powerful and just as real today as it ever has been. So you might be asking, how do I drink from this living water? How, how do I really access it? It's great words, awesome analogy, but I don't get it. Well, here it is. The key to accessing the living water and the satisfaction of the soul that God has designed for us is the little things to be near him, to be in his presence. You can't get what he is offering without being near enough to take it from his hand. It means worship, prayer, reading the word, asking him to reveal himself to you, asking him to transform you. One of the key learnings about changing a bad habit is that we have a good habit to replace it with. So this is not just behaviour management um, and just changing our thoughts and actions. That doesn't work long term. It's about drinking in that living water straight into our heart, understanding really who Jesus is. That's the small action. Who is this Jesus? How do I get to know him better? How do I spend time with him? When we spend time with him, that little action can change our lives. The love pours out of him into you. We understand then that he was sent willingly from the Father to come into a lost and broken world and provide a way through and out of it into an eternity of relationship with him, of love, joy, peace, mercy, grace and forgiveness. And all of those things aren't just available in heaven, but they're available here on earth too. I think peace is one of the most sought after intangible things that people are desperately searching for. Peace in our minds, peace in our hearts, a way out and through shame and guilt and unworthiness. And it's available, it's right there. We just need to reach out and grab it, it's on offer from a God who sent his son to die in our place so that we could be forgiven, so that we could have a relationship with him and be transformed and live a life of fruitfulness and abundance. It's such a gift, it's right there. 
So as we begin a new year, 2022, it's a good time to look at where we're at and make some goals, adjustments, tweaks to our life. Can I encourage you to look at your spiritual life and make some adjustments there? I think our whole Christian, Christian life requires mid-course corrections and adjustments as we go along, redirections. And if you're not a Christian, my encouragement is to continue to investigate, search it out, ask questions. You're on an incredible path that can ultimately lead to freedom and fulfilment. John 7, verse 37 to 38 says, on the last day of the feast, the great day, Jesus stood up and cried out. He cried out. Take note of that. It wasn't just a mumble to old mate sitting next to him. He cries this out. He's passionate about this. He says this, if anyone thirsts, let him come to me and drink. Whoever believes in me, as the scripture has said, out of his heart will flow rivers of living water. It can only flow out of you if it's been poured into you. And that can only happen when you move towards him and start to drink from what he's offering. And so here's the thing, when I send people away, my voice clients, I send them away to drink more water. More often than not, they come back and they tell me that they have seen an improvement in their voice. Surprise! Their voice starts to become healthy. And when we have a healthy voice, we can sing. Not always in pitch, but we can sing. But when we have a healthy spirit, we can soar. We start to see the blessings and the miracles. We start to see ourselves the way that God sees us, as worthy heirs, children of God, saved for a purpose. And so how do we get healthy? We drink more water. Let's pray. So Lord Jesus, I thank you that your heart is for us. I thank you that you want us, you desire for us to come towards you and ask for that living water and you give it so freely. Lord, your heart is to transform us, to, to show us afresh and anew the love that you have for each one of us, that you want to pour into our lives, Lord God, so that we can be filled with the living water that only you can bring, so that we never thirst again. Lord Jesus, so we just I just pray right now uh, for everyone in this place, Lord Jesus, that you would draw us close to you, Lord God, that we would move towards you and we would experience your love and your joy and your peace in a new, in a fresh way this year, Lord, and that we would be able to be people who are moving forward, who have this river of life pouring into us and flowing out of us that can only come from you. In Jesus' name we pray, amen. So I want to thank you, Gateway, for uh, having me this morning. I would love to come down and um, see you again soon. Maybe that will happen. Um, but be blessed and know that we are praying for you from up here in sunny Queensland. See you later.